You're listening to Shine On, a podcast presented by Solar Power Europe, the European Association for Solar Power. Join us as we shine a light on the latest developments in the solar sector. Hello and welcome to Shine On, a podcast presented by Solar Power Europe. I'm your host, Lucas Clark Memler, and in our first podcast series, Solar in the Time of COVID-19, I will talk with a variety of experts to highlight the impact of the virus on the European solar sector and how we can recover from it. Today, I have the great pleasure of talking with my colleague, Ochelie Beauvais, Policy Director at Solar Power Europe. How are you today, Ochelie? Hello, Lucas. Uh, I'm great, actually. It's a very shiny day here in Brussels, and I'm calling you from a very lightful living room, so couldn't be better. Excellent. So can we start with you telling us a little bit about your motivation for working in the solar sector? Yes, of course. So I've been working in the energy sector already for eight years now. I think it's a, a sector that is absolutely fascinating. We're really in the midst of a transformation, which is the energy and climate transition. And obviously, I think today with the Green Deal and the European mainstreaming, it seems more and more obvious that the energy transition at the end of the day is at the core of the sole transition of our economy per se. So I think that's the first motivation. And obviously, the solar sector from this perspective is really part of the solutions that will deliver on the future. So that's really an exciting sector to work on at the moment. The solar sector is extremely dynamic. It's composed of great, innovative people and extremely motivated as well, such as me. So yes, I think that was really a, a no-brainer to, to engage in this sector when I, I joined Solar Power Europe. On top of that, the association per se is really great and we have an amazing team. So yeah, I think that that's what I can say. Yes, we do have a great team. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of Solar Power Europe and the mission of the association? Yes, so Solar Power Europe actually has turned 35 years old this year. It was established in 1985. Today, we represent over 200 companies and organizations which are all across the value chain. So manufacturers, researchers, developers, installers. We also have the pleasure to collaborate with a strong network of national associations. Over 40 associations are working with us today to make sure that the solar sector can strive also in every European country. Our main objective, it's not so surprising, is to ensure that more energy is generated by solar than any other energy source by 2030, because we are absolutely convinced that the cost competitiveness, the versatility, and the special relationship that Indian solar energy has with European citizens are very good reasons to make solar the core of a smart, sustainable, secure, and inclusive energy system in order to reach climate neutrality by 2050. So in this association, we also collaborate a lot with our companies, interact with European policymakers to make sure that solar remains high in the agenda. Excellent. Now let's talk about the news on everyone's mind right now, COVID-19. Can you tell us about what Solar Power Europe's response is to this crisis and also how the European solar sector is responding? Yes, of course. I think indeed uh, COVID-19 is on everyone's mouth at the moment. For Solar Power Europe, like for most associations, I think the core priority was really to ensure the health and safety of our own employees. So we are now all working from home and making sure we can contribute up to what we can to the, the global, national and European effort uh, to contain the epidemic. Then, of course, health comes first, but then we need to, to think of the economic impact and economic recovery. And on that, we've been really having deep exchanges with our companies to understand the impact. There is an impact that is clear, 
Today, it's hard to pursue ongoing solar projects or and the financing has become to some extent complicated. So we see that most projects have halted. However, we are very optimistic in the sense that if we have the right measure in place for the stimulus package, which is being announced both at European and national level, and on the other hand, if we are able to convey specific measures for the solar sector, we think that we could already be back on track as soon as 2021. So this is why, as an association today, a very critical aspect of our work is to exchange with the European Commission and with the national governments and try to shape really concrete policy measures and financial support for the sector to ensure we can be back on track as soon as possible and to ensure that we do not delay the achievement of the European energy and climate transition. Absolutely. Yeah, now it's more important than ever to make sure that we're seeing the Green Deal through. In terms of looking forward, can you tell us a little bit about Solar Power Europe's plans for 2020 and if there's any exciting things to look forward to? Plenty exciting things to look forward to, Lucas. So, I mean, I will start maybe with the most immediate developments, which are our Shine On webinar series. It is indeed a response to moving our activities online. And at the same time, I think we are really having a lot of fun organizing all this online content. So we propose webinars, executive interviews and podcast episodes. And the objective is really to go from our home to yours and to ensure that our members, as well as our network, can stay up to date with the latest business, policy intelligence, and really discussing on how we can keep shaping the industry, but also address the current challenges. So, for example, we have discussed extensively COVID-19 in some of the latest online events we did. The second element, really correlated, but probably one of the most groundbreaking study of this year at European level would be the launch of our 2050 study. So we have been extremely proud to collaborate with the La Parenta University of Finland in order to develop the first 100% renewable pathway to achieving climate neutrality in Europe before 2050. So this study is really a first of its kind. It's using uh, the La Parenta University modeling, which is one of the two most granular and precise models in the world. So I think what we wanted to do was really to contribute in a useful way to the discussions and to ensure that the Commission and Member States can take an enlightened decision with good knowledge of the benefits that renewable energy and solar can bring. And obviously, these benefits are huge. I think one of the key findings, a really surprising one in the end, was to show how the low ambition pathway is becoming a burden from society. I mean, we, we had a feeling from it, but really looking at the figures was striking. So from a climate change and economic perspective, it does make sense economically to go for a 100% renewable scenario. And another part of our upcoming online activities and all across 2020 will be to make sure we can shed light in more details in the key findings of this study, which is very rich. And we really hope and look forward to constructive discussions with all our European partners. Excellent. A lot to look forward to indeed. So I'm curious what your home working setup is like and if you have any advice or tips for making it work. <laughs> well, so my home working setting is uh, simply a table in the living room. I'm here with my companion and I have succeeded 
to put him in a complete exodus in the room. So actually, I'm quite lucky that he is able to work on a bed because I have obtained the whole living room for myself. So <laughs> maybe one advice for making it work, especially if you're two, is indeed to find a common agreement with a very nice setting for, for both of you guys to have your space. And if I look at my right, I see my dog, which is looking at me from the other side of the, the glass door I have cutting the living room. Uh, he is desperate to come to my feet at the moment. So another advice for people that have dogs, really, indeed, is to make sure that they are not walking around you when you are recording a podcast. But I'm pretty sure that every dog owner knows that. <laughs> That's good advice. So finally, do you have any message you would like to send to Europeans listening at home? Um, that might sound a little cheesy, but really in these times and while we have all been working home for a month, I think I know the period is very tough for many people. I know it's hard to be separate from your relatives, separate from your colleagues and friends. And so I really hope that our online content will uh, give them the opportunity to, to rejoice, to, to spend some, some time changing their mind from uh, maybe sometimes the heavy ambience around the COVID-19. I really hope we will give them some light, some good advices and some useful content to reflect on. And so maybe the key message to all of uh, people listening would be hang in there. Uh, we're all in this together. I think we very much hope, such as everyone, that we can all very soon come back to normal with the new normal, actually, being a normal where climate change is at the core of everything that we do and where the planet is being well taken care of. Excellent. Well, that's a great way to end. Thank you so much for your time, Aurélie, and I'm sure we'll talk very soon. Thank you a lot, Lucas. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Keep listening to Shine On to learn from high-level interviewees about how coronavirus is impacting the European solar sector and how we can now work towards a green recovery. New episodes will be released regularly, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast to stay informed. Thanks for listening, and until next time, shine on.